grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Almighty God, you sent your Holy Spirit to be the life and light of your church. Open our hearts to the riches of your grace that we may be ready to receive you wherever you appear. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Isaiah. The vision of Isaiah, son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, king of Judah. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the teaching of our God, you people of Gomorrah. What to me is the multitude of your sacrifices, says the Lord. I have had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or of goats. When you come to appear before me, who asked this from your hands? Trample my courts no more. Bringing offerings is futile. Incense is an abomination to me. New moon and Sabbath and calling of convocation, I cannot endure solemn assemblies with iniquity. Your new moons and your appointed festivals, my soul hates. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you stretch out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you may make many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rescue the oppressed. Defend the orphan. Plead for the widow. Come now, let us argue it out, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be like snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Word of God, word of life.
reading from Hebrews. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith, our ancestors received approval. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is was seen was made from things that are not visible. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he set out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he stayed for a long time in the land he had been promised, as in a foreign land, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were, were heirs with him of the same promise. For Abraham looked forward to the city that has no foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, he received the power of procreation, even though he was too old and Sarah herself was barren, because he considered faithful the one who had promised. Therefore, from one person, and this one as good as dead, descendants were born, as many as the stars of heaven and as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. All of these died in faith without having received the promises, but from a distance they saw and greeted them. They confessed that they were strangers and foreigners on the earth, for people who speak in this way make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land they had left behind, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Indeed, God has prepared a city for them. Word of God, word of life. Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said, Do not be afraid, little flock, 
for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out an unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. your heart today. Most of us know a lot about hearts. Our heart is considered the emotional center of our lives. Our hearts are in things or they're not. Our hearts are turned toward what is good or they are not. Our hearts are on our sleeves. Our hearts are broken or they are wounded. Our hearts can be closed or they can be weary, at the same time as our hearts can be set on fire or wildly beating. So where is your heart today? What is captivating your heart? What sets it beating wildly in your chest? I think many of us may have hearts that feel pretty numb these days especially when we wake up to news that again last weekend, two mass shootings left 29 people dead in our country. Our news feeds pop up with alerts about mass shootings almost every 13 days on average in this country. We read stories this week about how children on their second day of school in Mississippi were left with no one to pick them up because ICE had arrested and detained their parents. There are children in cages in this country who still do not have access to the parents that brought them here seeking asylum. These are days of broken hearts. And yet, over this last week, our own denomination, the ELCA, at our churchwide assembly voted to become a sanctuary church body boldly declaring that we oppose inhumane policies of harassment, detention, and deportation implemented by the U.S. government and commit ourselves as a church body 
to being an advocate and justice seeker for immigrants. The assembly also adopted a commemoration for the Emanuel Nine every June 17th, a day that will be specifically reserved for the church to remember the nine black folks who died in a church shooting while praying and to specifically repent of the racism that continues to infect our lives and our churches every day. Hearts were set on fire as people walked and protested at an ICE detention center and named our own complicity in systems of oppression. It is holding these things together. Pieces of broken hearts, hearts that are numb, and also hearts that are burning within us that is the hard work of this life. And fortunately for us, our God knows a lot about hearts. We began our readings for this morning in the book of Isaiah. And before we hear what is on God's heart, I think we have to locate ourselves in this text. Many of us have heard about Sodom and Gomorrah. And when our reading for today opens with addressing these folks, it can bring back all kinds of messages we may have heard in the past about how God's heart is not full of love and delight in the lives of queer persons. So let me first say, by invoking Sodom and Gomorrah as the opening of this passage, Isaiah is not saying anything about sexuality. What Isaiah is pointing to is a land that was laid bare because the lands of Sodom and Gomorrah would bring to the mind of anyone listening a wasteland that was destroyed despite it once being a place of wealth and prosperity. Isaiah is calling out to any people who think they are rich and free from concern and reminding them that what they think may last forever may be as fleeting as the riches of Sodom and Gomorrah. And then comes a word of conviction that is meant to break open our hearts. God says that all the sacrifices, all the bulls and the rams and the goats are meaningless. God doesn't want to endure the offerings of the people anymore. God is weary of their festivals. When they raise up their hands in prayer and supplication, God says that God will turn God's eyes from them because their hands are covered in blood the people they have been ignoring, the oppressed, the widow, and the orphan, are close to God's heart. And so God calls the people to give up offering the things that God no longer wants, and instead to repent and to turn around and to do good and to seek justice. Nearest to God's heart are not those who can offer sacrifices, but those who have already been sacrificed, those who have been ignored and abused, and those who have been cast away. And so this passage isn't just a call out, it's a call in, inviting those who hear it to return to the ways of God and to set their hearts on fire with a kind of justice that is at the center of God's very being. Luke offers us another glimpse into God's heart as we encounter again this week what's often called the travel narrative, 
10 chapters that are basically a collection of what Jesus had to say on his way to Jerusalem. Some of these parables and proverbs seem almost disconnected. Even today, we move from having no fear to selling our possessions, to having our lamplets, to this dinner party where a master shows up, to a house that's being broken into as unexpectedly as the Son of Man will return. It's hard to focus our hearts and minds when the lessons come so fast and furious. But if we encounter this text as a narrative with some clues about what it might look like to seek after God's heart, we find some new things about how we might live on this side of the kingdom. Our text begins by telling us not to be afraid because God's good pleasure is to give us the kingdom. Each week as we gather together in worship and ask God to help us to become the people God calls us to be, as we confront commands from God like in Isaiah, we are reminded that at the heart of God is not hatred or shame or guilt. The heart of God finds pleasure in showing us, in giving us the kingdom. When we come before God, hearts that are broken or numb or torn, and ask God to help us live differently, God doesn't look at us like we're crazy. God doesn't tell us to come back another time when we've gotten our lives together. God says, come on down because it is my pleasure. At the heart of God is a desire for us a desire that we might be a people who reflect God's heart. At the heart of God is pleasure and delight in us so that we can trust that we may try a million different ways to reflect God's kingdom and God will not give up on us or abandon us. But this passage doesn't just reassure us about God's heart. It also gives us a glimpse into ways we ought to transform our own. Hear the words of Jesus for this day. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You've probably heard this saying before, but with Jesus, it's a little different. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Not whatever you throw your heart into, that is what you treasure. In Jesus' words, we hear that our hearts follow after our treasures, not the other way around. Most of us have heard or said, you know, my heart isn't in it anymore. For some of us, those have come up in conversations about our relationships, our work, or the things we do to help our world. Suddenly, our heart just isn't in it anymore. And for many of us, that's a big stop sign. If your heart isn't in it, then maybe it's time to quit. If our hearts aren't in our churches, if our hearts aren't in our families, if our hearts aren't in our work, then maybe we should move on. Maybe there isn't hope. But that isn't what Jesus is telling us this morning. Where our treasure is, that is where our hearts will be where our money and our time and our energy and our gifts are is where our hearts will be. And sometimes when it feels like our hearts aren't really in it, when our hearts are a little slow to follow, sometimes 
putting our treasures where our hearts are torn, allows our hearts to learn to follow. Instead of giving up on things when they're hard or throwing the towel in when it feels overwhelming, we put our treasures where we want our hearts to be. And sometimes those slow-moving hearts learn how to follow. So where is your heart today? Is it numb or broken or on fire? Does your heart reflect God's heart? Might this day be a call to you to take what is most precious to you, your time, your talents, your money, and to put it where God calls your heart to be? Might this be a day to take a hard look at whether our treasures reflect the view of God's kingdom as described to us in the book of Isaiah, a world where the oppressed is free, the widow and the orphan are ignored no more. Where your treasure is, there is where your heart will be. When we release control of these treasures, when we offer to God what we'd rather clutch tightly to ourselves, when we give up the things that feel as if they give us all the security in the world, often we realize that our hearts have been transformed. What we thought was most important is not most important anymore. What the world sold us as the ultimate source of life pales in comparison to what God offers us. The money, the stuff, the treasures that we thought would save us are merely dust consumed by moth. Where is your treasure and where is your heart? Have no fear. Brokenhearted or set afire, have no fear because it is God's pleasure to delight and to reside with us. And as our God offers us God's heart over and over again, we are invited to imagine anew what we might do with our own. Amen.
Rooted in Christ and rising to serve, let us pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Faithful God, encourage your church in new ventures of faith, new congregations, ministries, conversations, and partnerships. God, in your mercy, creating God, the abundance of your creation fills us with awe and delight. Call us daily to be vigilant and responsible stewards of all you have made. God, in your mercy, Merciful God, calm the fears that produce wars, prejudice, and injustice. Equip governments, leaders, and peacemakers to be models of cooperation and reconciliation among nations. We especially pray for refugees and immigrants and the ministry of Refugee One. God, in your mercy. Restoring God, comfort all who long for relief from circumstances of grief or sickness, especially those we name aloud or in our hearts. Bless hospitals, mental health facilities, and all places of healing. God, in your mercy, Steadfast God, we pray for those in life transitions that bring anxiety. Heal those hurt by broken promises and sustain them with your never-ending love. God, in your mercy. God of hope, we give you thanks for Blessed Mary, Lawrence, Claire, Florence Nightingale, Clara Moss, and all the saints who now enjoy unfailing treasure in heaven. God, in your mercy. We lift our prayers to you, O God, trusting your promise to hear us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. joy and delight to gather on this beautiful summer Sunday in the city of Chicago and welcome to you all. As we heard in our sermon, whatever you carry in your heart this day, God accepts. And we also would like to welcome all of you, whether this is your very first time here or you've been coming for years. If you love church or kind of even wondering what you think of organized religion, 
whatever the color of your skin, who you love or marry, your gender identity, how you vote, how you see the world, the ways that we divide ourselves outside these doors, in here we are one in God's mercy and forgiveness and justice. We have many exciting guests with us today, the international count counselors, and following communion, I'm going to let them tell us where they're from. And that is always a very exciting part and a highlight of our summer, so that is still to come. If you'll turn with me on to page 11, you'll note a little bit about uh, these counselors, but also note this coming Wednesday, if you're free during the day, you're welcome to join the daytimers for a presentation at 10 a.m. on Byzantine iconography and a lunch after that. Please note the other announcements um, on the coming pages for the weeks to come as we get ready for the fall. Some of you may recognize our preacher, and other, others may wonder, well, who is she? Well, on one hand, Pastor Sevig is on sabbatical, and we get to hear a couple other voices, but Pastor Peterson is actually on our staff. She is a non-stipendiary. She has a non-stipendiary call through the ELCA, and that means that she offers uh, counseling, therapy in our Spiritual Life Center, and she also leads sessions and helps us in the area of wellness. So we're very excited to have her among us. She lives a few blocks from HT Loop in the South Loop, so that is her primary community if you don't recognize her. But some of us were at a wonderful presentation she did on religious trauma this past fall, and she also had that as an area of emphasis. And finally, if that's not enough, she's actually a rock star at our seminary and teaches several courses at LSTC that are very well received. So welcome to Brooke. As we now prepare to gather with joy at the table of the Lord, we will sing the hymn printed in the bulletin on page six. <clears throat>
Blessed are you, strong and faithful God. In the beginning, your word summoned light. Night withdrew and creation dawned. When the times at last had ripened and the earth grown full in abundance, you created us in your image, the stewards of all creation. You gave us breath and speech that all the living might find a voice to sing your praise and celebrate the creation you call good. So now with all the powers of heaven and earth, we sing the ageless hymn of your glory. God, when sin had scarred the world, you entered into covenant to renew the whole creation. As a mother tenderly gathers her children, and as a father joyfully welcomes his own, you embraced a people as your own and filled them with a longing for a peace that would last and for a justice that would never fail. Blessed be God forever. Blessed be God forever. Through countless generations, your people hungered for the bread of freedom. From them you raised up Jesus, the living bread, in whom ancient hungers were satisfied. He healed the sick, though he himself would suffer. He offered life to sinners, though death would hunt him down. But with a love stronger than death, he opened wide his arms and surrendered his spirit. On the night before he met his death, Jesus came to the table with those he loved. He took bread and praised you, the God of all creation. He broke the bread among the disciples and said, take this all of you and eat it. This is my body given for you. When the supper was ended, he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to you, the God of all creation. He passed the cup among his disciples and said, take this all of you and drink from it. This is the cup of the new covenant sealed in my blood for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gracious God, as we offer you the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, 
we proclaim the mystery of faith. your Holy Spirit move in power over us and over these earthly gifts of bread and wine, that they may be the communion of the body and blood of Christ, and that we may become one in him. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. May Christ's coming Find us ever watchful in prayer, strong in truth and love, and faithful to the breaking of the bread. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Then at last, all people will be free, all divisions healed, and with your whole creation, we will sing your praise through your Son, Jesus Christ, through whom, with whom, and in whom all glory and honor are yours, Almighty God, both now and forever. into one by the Holy Spirit. Let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father gifts of God for the people of God. Taste and see that the Lord is good.
Let us pray. Holy God, we give you thanks that you are as far away as the distant stars and as close as our breath. You meet us at this table and we discover our hearts burning within us. Go with us as we leave this place so that your light and your life may shine brightly for all to see. Through Christ our Lord. hope that you can <clears throat> join us for our social time and refreshments in our garden. The sun looks like it's out, uh, so please join us for some conversation following our service. The international camp counselors are from all over the world, Lutherans from how many countries, Mark? About so tw 20 or more countries from around the world, and they are partnered with particular ELCA camp around the country. And then they return this weekend for some debriefing and fun. And every year they join our congregation about the second Sunday of August. So I'd like all our camp counselors to stand. We're gonna have you tell us your name, where you're from, and which camp you're in in the ELCA. We'll start right here. And we'll have everybody turn that way. This is gonna be so exciting. Here we go. <laughs> Okay, my name is Javier Mora. I'm from Colombia. Uh, I stay in South Dakota in Aula Ranch. Hi, my name is Eugene Liu from Malaysia. Um, my camp is um, somewhere near Santa Cruz in California. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kishe. I'm from South Africa. I was, I was situated in Wisconsin, Pine Bay Camp. Good morning, everyone. Um, my name is Kokeleto, but I go by Koki, and I'm from South Africa. I'm from Crossways Ministries, and uh, my camp was Emagodei Village, and I loved it so much. Hi, my name is Yudita, and I'm from Slovakia, and I was counselor at Camp of the Cross Ministries in North Dakota. North Dakota, all right. Hi, I'm Damien, I'm from South Africa, and my camp was Camp Flathead Lutheran Bible Camp in Lakeside, Montana. Um, I greet you all in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, I'm Stelo, also from South Africa. I was in Minnesota, Lake Shatek. Hello everyone, my name is Anastasia, I'm from Russia, Moscow. Um, I was a camp counselor in uh, Nebraska, Carol Joy Holland Camp and Retreat Center. So, see you again. <laughs> Good morning, brothers and sisters. Uh, my name is Hamilton Makwakwa, I'm from Mozambique. I was in Texas, Briarwood. Good morning, my name is Szymon, I'm from Poland. Uh, I was in Camp Onomia, Minnesota. Good morning, my name is Tatiana, I'm from Colombia, and I was in Ola Ranch, uh, that is in South Dakota. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. My name is John, I came from Tanzania, Africa. I was serving as counselor in Michigan, New Era Living Water Ministry Camp. 
Good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm Victor. I'm from Peru, Lima. I was counselor in Luther Hill Ministries in Texas. Hello, I'm Lucas from Germany, and I was in Lutherdale. Hi, I'm Renee, and I come from Australia, and I was at Camp Menegoshi in North Dakota. Hi, I'm Susanna. I'm from Finland, and I stayed in at Marlow Bridge in Maryland. Hi, my name is Constanza from Chile. Um, I stay in Aula Ranch in South Dakota. Hi, my name is Tiana. I'm from Malaysia, and I worked with the Voyages Lurin Ministry in Camp Vermilion, Camp Hiawatha in Minnesota. Hello, my name is Hendrik. I'm from Brazil, from Sao Paulo. I was working at Green Lake Bible Camp in Spicer, Minnesota. Hello, my name is Pavel. I'm from Czech Republic, and I was camp counselor in Camp Calumet in New Hampshire. Hello, my name is Faith. I'm from Kenya. I was in Lutherdale Bible Camp in Wisconsin. Hello, everyone. My name is Chris. I come from Indonesia. I have been working at Luther Christ Bible Camp, Alexandria, Minnesota. Hi, my name is Ian. I'm from Cambodia. I was a counselor at Kenawagwak, Pennsylvania. Good morning. I'm Israel Mokrai from Tanzania. I spent my summer uh, counseling in Iwalu Camp and Retreat Center located in Strawberry Point, Iowa. Good morning, everyone. I am Arin Long. I come from Madagascar. I worked as a camp counselor on Rainbow Trail, Lutheran Camp, Hillside of Color Spring. Good morning, everyone. Elish Badaminstein. Um, I was in Ivalu Bible Camp and Recreation Center, and it was at Strawberry Point, Iowa. Good morning. My name is Atari Jabren. I'm from Zimbabwe. I was at Luther Christ Bible Camp in Alexandria, Minnesota. Thank you. How amazing to have the whole world in our church. Would you all stand one more time so that we may show up? in the world in common with someone, so go for that person or learn about a new place. And uh, please let our guests, we'll go right outside so you can get some refreshments and then we'll huddle around you and ask you questions about where you live. The Lord bless you and keep you in your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Amen.
God has shown you what is good. What does the Lord require of you? To do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Thanks be to God.